everything right now. Give him all your heart for a second. Come on, he's worthy of all your heart. Lord, that's our prayer today. Lord, all of me for all of you. Lord, thank you. You gave us all of who you were so that we could even give ourselves to you. Lord, all of my life, all of my heart, all of my love, God, today. Lord, I thank you that you said that, that you would flood us with who you are, God. And we just offer ourselves to you all that we own, Lord, all that we are. You're worthy of everything, Lord. I thank you for every area that you're willing to invade in our heart. That if we just open it up to you, God, you take, you take over, you, you take place in our life, God. Thank you. Jesus, we just lift you up today, all of me, for all of you, God. All of my dreams, all of my hopes, Lord, all of our fears, all of our concerns, all of our worries, for all of who you are, God, for all of your peace and all of your mercy and all of your joy and all of your strength and my weakness, God. All of you, for all of me today, God. Lord, thank you for the great exchange on that cross. Thank you that you took on who I was so I could become like you. I pray today we would know who you are more and more. We become more and more like you through your promises in Jesus' name. Come on, would you give him praise one more time before you grab your seat? If you just give him all of who you are for a minute. Man, what an anointed moment of worship. I'm just so thankful uh, to be in God's house. Thank you for our worship team right here. Thank you guys for leading us there. Man, did anybody just feel God's presence in the middle of that? Come on, I, I just, I'm just still receiving more of who God is for more of who I am, and I think that's a lifelong journey. Uh, welcome to Transformation Church this morning. It is good to be in the house of God with you. Everybody doing well today? What's up? Can we give our online campus a shout out real quick? Thank you so much for joining us online, and uh, we're honored that you would just tune in and uh, listen to what God is doing in this place and receive from the Lord that way, and so it is awesome. You are family, and, and we uh, just because you're distanced physically, not socially, you're distanced physically, and uh, so we want to just continue to love on you that way. Uh, real quick, it is Veterans Day this week, and so if, you, if there's any veterans in the house, I just want to take a minute to honor you, pray over you, and uh, believe God uh, to, to bless and honor you. If you're a veteran at all, served, or maybe a family member, would you stand up? Can we honor our veterans in the house today? Come on, thank you. Stand up. Guys, look around. Thank you all for your service. Thank you, sir. Come on, thank you, guys. Let me, hey, listen, real quick. Why don't y'all stay standing? I want to pray for you. We've got, we've got, some, we've got a little gift, gift for you at our connection area. You can grab that at the end of the day. But come on, could you just stretch your hands to these guys and ladies and just, let's just extend a thankful prayer uh, of blessing. Father, thank you for veterans. Thank you for men and women that have given their life, their time. They've given everything. They gave everything. They were willing to give it all, willing to die for the freedoms that we afford. Lord, thank you for their lives. Lord, I know the struggles, the pains. I grew up in a military family, Lord, Fort Benning, uh, Georgia. God, I know what it looks like. I know all the struggles. I know the intensities. I know the family dynamics. And I just pray, God, that you would uh, put your hand of blessing. Jesus, uh, pour out just such amazing things on these men and women where maybe they haven't felt thanked or maybe they haven't felt uh, wanted or maybe they haven't felt uh, whole. God, I just pray that you would do supernatural work for those that have given their heart and life to this nation, God. I think that there's no greater sacrifice than, than someone that lays their life down for their brothers and sisters. So I thank you for every act of service, every act of sacrifice, every act of simplicity, every act of sincerity that our brothers and sisters have shown giving their life to the cause. We, we just ask you to bless them today supernaturally, and we honor them as brothers and sisters in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen, amen. Come on. 
Thank you all. If, you, if you're online and, and you're a veteran watching, thank you so much as well for your service. Let us know. Just type in the chat, I'm a veteran, and, uh, and uh, we'll get you a gift as well. We don't want to leave you out of that. We're going to jump into the Word. we got a lot of uh, cool things happening, and I just, I'm just excited to be a part of the kingdom right now. Come on, we know it's been a crazy uh, couple months, you know, crazy year, uh, crazy election times. I read this this morning. If Christians would put as much effort into saving souls as they did politics, this America would be saved. <laughs> I'll drop that at the beginning of the sermon. If we put as much effort into saving souls... And, 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 and seeing people come into the kingdom. Man, I think we're called in an hour like this to see people saved. Uh, Jesus said, I came to seek and save the lost. There's a mission that he gave us, an assignment, and he's about seeking and saving the lost. And so I'm encouraged to be a part of a church that sees and is hungry for people to come into the kingdom of God. Uh, we had a, a, a she night on Friday night. I don't know if you ladies were there. Amazing night, I heard. I've got flowers all over my house from it. And so uh, thank you, ladies, for uh, being a part of that and just uh, having a good time. And uh, we want to have fun here. And so I'm just so encouraged that y'all had fun uh, that evening. And then I heard the word was amazing and just the encouragement from uh, Nicole out of Colorado just brought a strong word. And then next week, listen, if you're new to our community, we have Plugged In, which is uh, a kind of a place where you can find out vision, values. Um, next week, uh, it'll be at our second service this time, or excuse me, 1130 in our cafe if you're new, go check that out. We do some different personality assessments, leadership assessments. You kind of can find your purpose in the house of God. And so maybe you want to figure out how to serve or get plugged in here. We'd love to see you at that. We're going to jump into the word. Made for the middle. Made for the middle. We talked last week that Jesus was on the cross. I don't think there's a more pertinent time uh, to share this message than now uh, being made for the middle. Um, Jesus hung in the middle of, of two men, one uh, confessing him and one cursing him. He could have come down off the cross. Many said, come on down. And he decided not to. He decided to live in the tension of the middle. He decided to stay in the place of great tension. And I think it's very appropriate for us as believers. Uh, it's not easy, but that we would live in the middle, in the tension of the middle. I want to jump into Joshua 5, 13 through 15 in the New King James Version. And then uh, I'll share a title with you and we'll jump in today. Joshua 5, 13 through 15. And it came to pass... When Joshua was by Jericho, that he lifted his eyes and looked, and behold, a man stood opposite him with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went to him and said to him, Are you for us or for our adversaries? This was Jesus, by the way. He didn't know it at the time, but it was a theophany. There were several in the Old Testament. Theophanies are where Jesus showed up and, uh, in physical form. Uh, God showed up in the angel, as the angel of the Lord, and this is what many scholars believe is a theophany. So Jesus shows up here, and, and Joshua looks at him as the general. Joshua's a bad dude. He's getting ready to go to war, and he says, Are you for us or for our adversaries? And so he said, No. <laughs> it's pretty clear. I mean, think about it. Like, this is Jericho. They're getting ready to destroy it. They're getting ready to take down the walls. God's about to do miracles. And Joshua, as a good general, asked a question like, are you for us? God, are you for them? No. But as commander of the army of the Lord, I have come now. 
Joshua fell on his face to the earth and worshipped and said to him, What does my Lord say to his servant? Then the commander of the Lord's army said to Joshua, Take your sandal off your foot, for the place where you stand is holy. And Joshua did so. Joshua did so. My title for today is Us or Them. Us or Them. Father, help us today. Help us to understand your will and your way and your purpose in an hour that it's hard to navigate. Help us to hear your voice more than ever. Help us to bow low and say, what is your will, Jesus? Help us to uh, unify. Help us to believe. Help us to see. Help us to see what you're doing. Help us to be filled with you more than ever because nothing else will satisfy and nothing else will sustain. So we ask you to invade our heart today. Help me to communicate some some truth, Lord. Show us who you are, Jesus. We want to be like you. In Jesus' name, amen. Joshua says, are you for us or for them? Are you for us or for them? I don't know about you, but I've been married 20 years, and we've had a few, a few disputes in the middle of our 20 years of marriage. You don't have to have been married at all to have some disputes with humanity. Come on, humans dispute things sometimes. And so uh, I, I know that uh, when we get in fights, um, we, uh, we'll, we'll drag a stranger in. We can be at a restaurant. <laughs> come on, anybody can grab a waiter or a waitress. Come here, come here, come here, come here. Who's right here? Come on, let, tell me something. This is, this is what she, you just start grabbing strangers in, just trying to figure out, you know, who's right, who's wrong. I love it when our kids chime into the fights. Love it. Especially when it's for me. You are fighting, we're going at it, and one of the kids just comes up and says, Dad's right, Mom. I'm like, oh, yeah. But you can't just go all in on that. You can't just, you can't just ride that right away. You can't be like, yeah, see, see, see. That's going to get you on the couch. That's going to get you nowhere. You can't do that. You got to play it smoother. You got to be like, you got to be like, son, I, I, hear, I hear you. I understand. I, you know, this is between your mother and I, but I fully understand where you're coming from. <laughs> you can't, you got to be careful. There's this, there's this tension, this, this argument. That we're, we're trying to be you know, divided and we're trying to get someone on our side and we want someone to, to understand and get onto our side. And here's what we do with God. We do the same thing with God. Joshua's doing the same thing with God right here. He says, he says, God, who are you for, us or them? God says, no. Here's what we do. We always want to fit God into our fight. We, we, always, want, we always want God's way to fit into our fight. And a lot of times God's saying, no. I've got a different agenda. Joshua, the general, with a strategy, he's looking to figure out how to, how to go about taking down Jericho. It's a great strategy. He goes out, he's looking at the city. It's an impossible task. And he's asking, he sees this dude with a sword out, and, and he kind of bows up on him. He's like, what up? Starts walking up on Jesus. He didn't know it was Jesus. He's like, who you for? What's up, punk? Go pull up. He's, he, just starts, he just starts like trying to figure out who... Jesus is and he goes whose side are you on because I need you to get in line or get out of here because I'm about to take some stuff over I'm about to conquer some stuff and, and Jesus says no but as the commander of the armies of God once Joshua realizes it's Jesus what does he do he hits his face and the minute he hits his face he says what do you want me to do what, what do you want me to do Jesus I realize it's you he bows low Jesus says take off your sandal Sandal was a sign of like strength and, 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 and your property and your business and all of your dealings. And, and literally, 
you would take a sandal off to do a business deal. What Jesus is saying is, hey, take off all, all of your past, the places that you've walked, all of your expertise, all of your knowledge, all of your understanding. I want you to go ahead and take off the, your past because I can't have you carry it into my promise. I want you to take off the way you do business and your dealings and, how, how, and your strengths and your weaknesses. Literally, And it's literally a surrender fully to Jesus' will. Not Joshua's will, not anybody else's will, not human will. It's literally a surrender and a bowing low and, and, and saying, you know what? I have no dealings of this except your dealings, Lord. What do you want? And he, and he humbles himself, falls on his face and realizes it's Jesus. I need you to write this down. You can't make God's will bow to your ways. We, 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 right, we want God's will to bow to our ways and, and, and everybody's trying to get God on their side and using God as this tool and, and, this, and, and it's not God saying no like, like what am I doing in your heart how am I working in your life what am I doing for you and in you and through you would you hear me would you bow low and surrender fully and Jesus says no take your sandal off and Joshua does. It's holy ground. He says, this is holy ground. It's a place of surrender. It's a place of letting go of the past. It's a place of your letting go of your business dealings. Full surrender because you can't go anywhere with, with no shoes on. You can't run your own race with no shoes on. You can't, you can't go through the terrain and the treacherous things that we're trying to navigate with, with shoes on, Jesus says. You've got to actually surrender. and go, God, I, I, give it, I give it all to you. So Joshua gets down on his face. And here's what I want to tell you about being in the middle. When I, when I look at Joshua surrendering and bowing and laying low and just getting down on his face and kind of just, just beginning to ask Jesus, what, what I see him doing is, is fully honoring God. Is fully just honoring the Lord. I just see him, I just see him saying, okay, God, I, I first asked you, are you for us or them? But now I'm just going to honor you. Now I'm just going to bow low to you. Now I'm just going to say all of you for all of what I think and what I thought and all, all of what you want, God. And as he goes low, I'm here to just kind of propose that honor, I want to talk about honor today. Honor keeps us in the middle. We, honor keeps us in the middle. It doesn't mean we agree with everything. And I'm going to get into that. But honor, honor keeps you and I in the middle at this posture of surrender and this posture of where there's a tension in that. But, but there's, this, there's this humility. And I think that as we honor, it just keeps us right in the middle. Come on, a couple guys. I need a couple guys to help me out real quick. I just want you to see this. Here's what's happening right now in our world. And, and, it's, and it's a, I really believe also it's a demonic strategy against the church of Jesus Christ, against the things of God. And the enemy's done an amazing job. And, and here, here's what happens. I'm in the middle and there's a tension. Jesus hung out in the middle. And I'm going to just grab arms with these guys right here in the middle. And, and, and there's this tension of being in the middle. And, and, and Jesus hung in between these two guys. And there was a tension. He could have come off that cross. But the tension, listen, look what happens in this. Here's, 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 if I'm in the middle, is the minute I pick a side, I divide. The minute that I decide that I'm going to pick a side in all of this, I divide. And as a believer and as a Christ follower... And as someone that follows the example of a man that hung between one that confessed him and one that cursed him, I don't get the privilege of picking a side because I don't want to divide. That doesn't mean that I agree with everything on every side of me. 
It doesn't mean that I vote the same way or look the same way or talk the same. It doesn't mean that I agree with all of those things. It means that I don't pick a side and begin to boot people away and begin to pick a side and begin to talk trash and begin to hurt people and accuse people. And I don't pick a side. And it's not easy. It's not easy to stay like this when you don't see it eye to eye and when you don't agree fully and when you don't. Jesus says, love those that hate you. Bless those that persecute you. Pray for those that despitefully use you. There's a tension in this. These guys are stronger than me. (laughs) Thank you all. Come on, give them a hand. I just... I just think the only thing that keeps me in the middle is honor. Well, how can you honor? How can you honor that? How can you? How can we? Because God said to. God said to. I don't get a choice. And I'll give you some help. I'll give you some practicals on on what to honor and how to honor. You could write this down, and this isn't on the screen. Honor is the gravity of the kingdom of God. Honor is the gravity. Right now, gravity is at work. You can't see it right now. But if we flipped off the honor switch in here, if we flipped off the gravity switch in here, everything that's peaceful in your seats right now would begin to float into chaos. And the reality is what we've seen in our country, what we've seen in our planet, is the honor switch has been flipped off. And and, and things are going into chaos. And I'm not talking about one side or the other. I'm talking about humanity. I'm talking about, come on, of all people, Christians, we're the ones that are called to honor above the world. We're called to honor. We're called to be in the middle. We're called to hold arms. We're called to believe, even when it's hard to believe. And and I think that Satan has managed to slip into homes and families and churches and relationships in our country and turn off the honor switch. It's invisible, but it keeps everything in its seat it keeps everything strong it keeps everything you flip that off and it goes into chaos write this down whenever there is conflict the honor switch has been turned off in your marriage in your home in a friendship whenever there's I mean you can have conflict but when there's unhealthy conflict and it's it's getting grievous and the honor switch has been flipped off here's some practicals to honor just some very simple things number one honor God let's start there like Honor God as the creator of all things. Can I just say that you are not goo from the zoo? <laughs> I mean, y'all, look, I love you. Maybe it is Big Bang, but God said bang, and here you are. <laughs> I mean, amen. Like science, you know, come on, there's 82 billion years, and we came from an amoeba. You are not goo from the zoo to you. That's like... I'd be like going to the, a, a pond down here and pulling out a laptop that just made itself inside the bottom of the ocean. You know, whatever. I mean, it's just, uh, it, look, God, it, let's, let's honor God, right? I mean, there's septillion stars all by name. He's called Father. He's God. He's worthy of honor. He's worthy of praise. He's worthy of our life. We've got to start by honoring Him. It's an amazing God. And we sang that song. Man, what a beautiful song. Come on, thank you, Haley. What a beautiful song. Like, all my love and all I own and all my life. 
here's, here's a weird scripture. It's not weird. It's tough. And I'm not, it's really speaking to the priest. So if I'm talking to anybody, I'm talking to myself today. Malachi 1, 6-14. This is in the message version. The people of Israel are having problems in their relationship with God. And it says this. Isn't it true that a son honors his father and a worker, his master? So if I'm your father, God's questioning them. If I'm your father, where's the honor? If I'm your master, where's the respect? God of the angel armies is calling you on the carpet. You priests despise me. You say, not so. How do we despise you? By your shoddy, sloppy, defiling worship. Oh, God. You ask, what do you mean defiling? What's defiling about it? Well, when you say the altar of God's not important anymore, worship of God is no longer a priority, that's defiling. And when you offer worthless animals and sacrifices and worship, animals that you're trying to get rid of, blind and sick and crippled animals. Come on, some of y'all's worship is a little crippled. <laughs> I'm not pointing fingers. Isn't that defiling? Try a trick like that with your banker or your senator. How far do you think it'll get you? God of the angel armies asks you, get on your knees and pray that, you'll, that I'll be gracious to you. You priests have gotten everyone in trouble with this kind of conduct. Do you think I'll pay attention to you? God of the angel armies asks you, why doesn't one of you just shut the temple doors and lock them? Then no, then no one can get in and play at religion with its silly empty-headed worship i'm not pleased the god of the angel army says there's this there's this relational honor missing with god what they were doing was they were coming in and offering these nasty little lame sacrifices they were they were acting like it was so important and god was so important and then when they came to worship him they gave him the leftovers and, the, and they gave him junk and he was like you wouldn't even do that to your governor He's talking about, where's my honor? Verse 11, I'm honored all over the world and there are people who know how to worship me all over the world. Why, why honor me by bringing their, who honor me by bringing their best to me? They're saying it everywhere. God is a greater. He's the God of the angel armies. All except you. I'm not talking to us. I'm just, I'm just talking about honoring God. What does it look like in our nation? What does it look like right now as believers? Instead of honoring me, you profane me. You profane me when you say worship is not important and what we bring to worship is of no account. And when you say, I'm bored, uh-oh, <laughs> I don't know any of these songs. <laughs> I just don't sing in public. It's loud enough, no one can hear you. <laughs> That's why we kind of turn it loud so that you can't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't do anything for me you act so superior sticking your noses in the air act superior to me God of the angel armies and when do you offer something and when you do offer something to me it's a hand-me-down or broken or useless do you think I'm going to accept it this is God speaking to you a curse on the person who makes a big show of doing something great for me an expensive sacrifice say and then at the last minute brings in something puny and worthless I'm a great king God of the angel armies are honored far and wide and I will not put up with it. Again, listen, we will not know God without honoring God. We, we will not. I cannot know God unless I honor him in a way that he's worthy of. And I think, I think we have to know God by honoring God. The Jews were bringing the worst that they had, leftovers and everything that, that, was, that was theirs. It wasn't the best. And I just want to say this. Whatever we do, you know this. Work, play, relationships, life, church, whatever it is, our whole life is worship. And everything we do should have honor in it towards God. Every conversation, every thought, I mean, every, that's why we're on this journey of the Holy Spirit sanctifying us and working inside of us. I think we've lost honor in our culture in a lot of ways. I think we're dealing with a, a, a culture that has no honor. 
And it's been, and I'm looking at it, I'm, I'm checking my own life, I'm checking my kids' lives. You, you can just look around, and I, don't, I just pray it doesn't happen in the church. Here's some honor thoughts. Number one, honor and worship. Honor God with your worship. I mean, it's not a movie. Come on, we, we worship, we contribute, contribute, we give our heart, we give our life. Honor God when you serve. Maybe as you serve here, serve at home. Honor God serving. You ever had a waiter that really takes precedent of your table and they're, they're honoring you? And you ever had a waiter that's just like, eh? Just kind of, it's like you can feel that. Like, where's the honor serving? What's it look like? A couple weeks ago, we had a very well-known quarterback at our church. And, and I was all pumped, like, woo, you know, I'm like telling people about it. And like, hey, this guy was here, and this and that. And I hear Jesus say, are you, are you happy I was there? Are you telling as many people that I was there? I mean, the Lord just got me, you know. He's like, I mean, and I am, you know, but it was just a good little, don't you love it when God asks you about those kind, of, those kind of questions, you know, just to probe you a little bit. And I just think serving, like we're serving God. What would we do if a governor was here? What would we do if a famous quarterback was here? What would we do if, a, how would we treat that? Like this is God. God. Giving, honoring with our giving, like giving out of honor. Not leftovers. I had been to people's houses before and they, they gave me leftovers one time. Came for lunch. Y'all heard the story. Came for lunch and they gave me leftovers. Yeah, I, I felt so gross, man. Because, I mean, it was, already, it was on the stove. I saw them. They reheated it right there. They forgot we were coming. I mean, I looked at my wife. I was like, babe, can you imagine if we ever did that to anybody? I mean, I was, I was like, I, I, I just... I mean, how does God feel? Like, if I feel that way as a dude who eats leftovers cold three days later, and it doesn't matter, go to someone's home, and they prepare leftovers. Why? Because it just communicated that I was an actor. We weren't that important. Like, we weren't thought of. There was nothing put into it. And God, I think, sometimes feels that way, like, with my worship or without what I'm offering. Like, is it, is it, is it honoring him? And what, is it, what I'm giving him, is it the best I've got? Like, I believe that as I give and I believe God, that, that really he blesses the rest as I honor him with the first. It's not about money. It's, he doesn't need money. He creates everything he needs. It's not money. It's he wants our heart. He wants your heart. Look at, look at this, the second one. So honor God first. Y'all follow me today? Honor God first. Number two, honor those who hold government office. Uh-oh. I, look, I know there's all kinds of stuff going on, and, and, and I'm talking to everybody. Whatever your persuasion. And people can go, well, they didn't honor him, and they didn't honor him, and they said this, and they said that. I don't care. I'm talking to you. Honor those that hold public government office. The Bible says so. Both sides. Right now we need it more than ever. More than ever. You might not agree with them. There's a way to disagree without being dishonoring. There's a way we can disagree without being dishonoring. Look at 1 Peter 2.17. I'm, not, I'm, a, I'm just going to step out on some toes today a little bit, but I, I, I love you because mine are stepped on too. I'm stepping on mine too, okay? 1 Peter 2, 17. Honor all people. Love the brotherhood. Fear God. Honor the king. This is A.D. 64. Do you know who the king was? Nero. He was insane, and he was riding horseback with his male lover through the gardens that he lived in, 
putting Christians on, on poles impaled, pouring oil over them and lighting them on fire to, be, to, to light up the gardens as he rode naked bareback on, on a horse with his gay male lover. I don't think we've come that far. <laughs> so, 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 and Peter says, honor that man. I mean, I, I, here's the thing. It's like, like we, we don't have to honor necessarily the person. We honor the position. And we have to be mature enough to look past the person to the place that God has put them in. All authority is God-breathed. All, all authority is set up by God. Pastors, leaders, teachers, parents. When my kids don't like me, I'm like, well, you talk to God because he put me in charge, baby. And, and, and I think we have to understand that as believers and, 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 and we're looking past the, the actual person and we're looking to the position. There was a man, he looked out and he saw an American flag on a pole in a thunderstorm, lightning, rain, hurricane winds. He ran out, he saluted, stood under it, pulled the flag down, risked his life. And people were like, man, you're crazy. You're gonna risk your life for a flag? It wasn't the flag that he saw. It was the millions of lives that it represented that had given their life and their heart and their families and what it stood for. Honor, honor looks past a certain thing and looks to the spiritual of what it represents. It looks to what that office or that, that, that position represents. And so we look to that and we believe God and we honor because that's what God said do. There's a respect for someone. Every single human being is 100% in the image of God. So if anything, we can honor God's image on each other. Does that make sense? Write this down. We can disagree without being disagreeable got several more thoughts for you honor your spouse first peter 3 7 has about six verses to the wives that say submit to your husbands and honor your husbands and and sarah called abraham lord i tell my wife that all the time <laughs> i'll quote scripture you call me lord baby you know and there's six verses to the ladies and there's one verse to the men it says hey husbands dwell with understanding with your wives as unto the weaker vessel and the heirs together of the grace of life that your prayers might not be hindered. So it says, women, you know, submit to your husbands and love them and respect them. It says, men, honor your wife as the weaker vessel. The word vessel there is actually chalice. It doesn't mean weaker physically or frail. It means weaker as like a crystal chalice, like, like something prized, something beautiful, something, something dynamic. When, when my wife and I, when we move, she makes sure all the crystals at the top, she makes sure I don't pack it because I'll put it anywhere. She's like, that's fragile, put that at the top. And so I'm making sure, I'm taking extra care with those boxes and, and I'm, I'm handling them different than I would all the other junk. God's saying, men, treat your wives this way. Treat your wives in a way that you're honoring them because you're joint heirs with grace. And if you ever feel like you don't have to, then you're not going to have your prayers heard. That's scary. And ladies, I know that he might not be saved. And he might be a jerk. and he. We don't base it on performance. We base it on position. We're not judged by performance. Now, I'm not saying be in an unsafe environment, but I'm saying that you honor even when they don't deserve honor because it's a position that God's given and we honor that position. Does that make sense? God will honor you if you honor that. Honor isn't about performance. You can write it down. Honor is about position. Honor is about position. Number four, honor your parents. Honor your parents. I tell my kids all the time, listen, it says that you'll have long life and it will go well with you. If you want it to go well with you, some of you need to go and honor your parents. 
Some of you need to make a phone call. You, need, you want long life. You want it to go well with you. And I know it's not always easy to honor your parents. Your mom's sitting there licking your face and will tell you stuff about when you were a kid and how, you know, everything. I get it. We go to, our, we go to my wife's in-laws, and now she's passed away. But her grandmother, she was like 95, and she would kiss you and go right for the lips. I mean, she had, she had, she had lip hair, and she would try to kiss you on the lips. I loved her. But we played, it was a game of dodge every time, like trying to, I'm going left, she's going right, you know. Honor, but you know, at that house, when, the, when we go to eat, no one sits down at the table until those that have prepared the meal sit down. So we're all standing there. I'm like, man, how long does this take, you know. But just learning honor, I, I think we need it in our culture. Come on, parents, honor your kids. Don't run up in their house and control them at 30 like you did at 3. Let them have their authority. And their, uh, this is just practical stuff about honor. Honor your father and mother. Uh, parents, honor your kids. Number five, last one. Honor everyone. Look, look, at, look at Romans 12.10. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love. In honor, giving preference to one another. Gravity. Honor everyone. Well, I don't, I can't, nah, nah. When we pick a side, we divide. You can disagree without being disagreeable. You can have tension in the middle. You cannot agree with everything and still love and honor and still hold tight. Jesus could have got out of it, but he didn't. Honor everyone. Begin to one-up. One-up with honor. You're amazing. No, you're amazing. No, you're the best. No, you're, I mean, a Mary Kay seminar up in here. You're so beautiful. You're the best. Honor. It really comes out of the heart. It really comes out of the, the overflow of who he is. If you're not full with him, you're going to fill with something. Many people are filling up on a cause, filling up on a battle, filling up on a fight. It feels like purpose. It feels like destiny. It feels like, but the reality is, the only thing that actually will be eternal and the only thing that will actually be sustaining, the only thing that will actually fill the infinite hole that we all have is Jesus Christ and him crucified. That's it. Can't fill up on anything else. And I don't want to overflow anything else on anybody, but honor and forgiveness and love and care. And I don't want to overflow that stuff. It's my own strength and my own understanding. Come on, honor. Just begin to one-up each other with honor. Be kind to everybody. It's hard. I got flicked off the other day by a grandma in traffic. I felt defiled. She was like 70. I'm like, man, I just got flicked off by a 70-year-old mom, grandma. What'd I do? Sorry, I'm sorry. See people raging and angry, flying off the handle in traffic. Honor everybody. Honor everybody. I'm going to close today and pray for you. I don't know where you're at in honoring your life. I was going out yesterday to do the lawn, and my son was blowing leaves. And uh, I've got a $600 still leaf blower. It's the pride possession of the neighborhood, of all my neighbors. I can blow leaves from here to the, to the executive park. <laughs> Come on, man. Anybody, any men in here? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Saved up for that thing. I've got four gas cans in my garage, one that says mix, one that says blower, one that says gas, and, uh, and another can that's empty. And uh, my son's out blowing leaves, and I hear everything stop, and he comes in and says, Hey, Dad, which gas? I used the one that says mix. Which gas? I was like, Oh, Dude, why didn't you ask me? 
He's like, well, I, I used the one that says mix. Well, about a month ago, I filled up the mix can that's usually used for the, those, those mixed oil and gas engines, and I didn't have any oil at the time, so I didn't put any oil in that gas. So it says mix, but there's no oil in that. And he just took that can and poured it. But usually he asks me before he goes and mows. You ask every other time, but for some reason you decided to just grab the mixed can this time. Pour it into the tank. I hear <laughs> blows up the blower. I'm so pissed. <laughs> I can say it because it's true. And I, and I and I was I was in tension and I and I didn't say that. I started asking those kind of questions like, did I mean, son, you knew there was no mixing. I told you a month ago, Dad, it says mix on the can. Well, son, usually you ask me before you do it. And he's like, Dad, it's not my fault. I was like, I was like, I know. I, I mean, but you, why didn't you ask? You know, I'm like, you could ask. And I'm just looking at the blower. And then I just huff and puff to the garage and I get the rake and I just start raking. He's like, Dad, it's my job. I'll do it. I'm like, I'm fine. I'm fine. And I'm raking. <laughs> My wife comes out. She's like, uh, honey, I'm like, I'm blowing off blower steam. It's fine. <laughs> I'm raking. He's like, she's like, he feels bad. I'm like, I'll go to him. I said, look, dude. I said, it's not your fault, man. It's my fault. I said, it's me. I wrote mix on the can. I didn't put any oil in it. It was labeled right, but I didn't put it in there. You didn't have any idea. You took what was there and you used it. And I, I, it's my fault, man. It's not your fault. I began to just kind of encourage him, and he, he got it. And I was just calming down. And I wasn't so much mad about that he did it. I was just mad about this, the blower and, and mad that I didn't put the gas in, and I was trying to blame him and blame others. And God spoke to me last night and said, no one's responsible for your mix except you. And you keep blaming, blaming everybody else for your gas tank mix. You know the oil in that? It, it, it goes in there because it coats the, the engine and the pistons, and it's not that, that you can't run gas in it. It's just the gas burns too hot because it doesn't have a protective lining inside the engine, and if you just put straight gas, it burns too hot and explodes the things that are on the inside of it. So you need that protective oil to actually coat and protect the engine. They say that if you run it for one minute, one minute, it can destroy the whole entire engine. How many of you have been running for longer than one minute with just straight hot gasoline in your heart, man? And you're blaming everybody else, and you know the mix isn't right. The honor mix, the humility mix, the, the, the preferring your brother mix, your sister mix, you know that God is saying you're responsible for the mix. No one's responsible for your tank but you. And I just want to encourage us today that we would just release everything to God in the middle of this season and this tension and that we'd say, you know what? I'm made for the middle, God, and I know it's not easy and I don't agree with everybody, but I am determined to get the mix of my heart right. I am determined to get humility, to get honor, and the only way to do it is fill up on Him because He's the only one that truly has those attributes. Come on, would you stand to your feet with me so I can pray for you today? Father, we know we're not hiding from the issues in the planet. We're not hiding from the, the pain in the planet. And we know that you're the only one that can solve it. So today we say we fill up on you. Help our mix. Help our fuel mix. God, we're responsible. Uh, we, you know, sometimes we don't put it in there and we want to get angry at everybody else. Lord, forgive me. Forgive us, Lord. We, 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 just, we need the honor switch back on in ways. Holy Spirit, let this apply any way you'd have it apply to each of us. No cookie-cutter message in here. 
Holy Spirit, aim what you want to aim and move what you want to move. No one looking around just for another second. You say, you know what, Jamie, pray for me. My honor switch has been turned off. My mix isn't right. I need God to fill me in some areas that I've been trying to fill up on other stuff. And I need to take responsibility for the mix of my heart. I'm not going to delegate it to anybody. I'm not going to delegate it to a, to a party or a president or an agenda. I'm not going to delegate it to something. In the, I'm going to be responsible with the Holy Spirit to let the mix of my heart be right. Because I don't want to burn up on the inside. I want to burn others up. There's a lot at stake in your heart. No one looking around. You say, Pastor, pray for me. I need the honor switch in my life. Anybody? Anybody would admit that today? Come on. Got my hand up. Hands in the room. Father, you see our hands. Jesus, you of all people honored us from that spot. You honored us. <laughs> Those that killed you, that crucified you, that hated you, that spit on you, that you hung between a man that confessed you and a man that cursed you and you stayed. Help us in this hour to be your church, to be your people, to be supernatural. To be supernatural, God. Fill our hearts with you. You're the reward of our worship so that we could overflow you. Help us get the mix of our heart right today. No matter what, Lord, check our tongues, check our mouths, check our thoughts. Use us uh, in, in this time to be so led by the Spirit, so full of honor that others would go like, wow, that's different. That statement's different. That, that voice is different. Help us not to speak when we shouldn't, to speak when we should. Help us to disagree without being dishonoring God. Let your church arise. I'm just going to pray a prayer of salvation real quick. If you need Jesus in this place, the number one thing you can honor is what he's done on the cross for you. Maybe you've never surrendered to him as a Christian. You've never given your life to him as a person to let him be the leader and Lord of your life. Not religion, not rules, not, not regulations, not church, going to a building saying, I need Jesus. All of me for all of you, God. I need your life. The Bible says if you trust in him to be your Savior, your Lord, that he will give you his life, give you a brand new heart, remove all your sin, and lead your life. No one looking around just for a minute. If you need a fresh start with God, if you know today you need to honor Jesus and surrender your life to him, you know you're not walking right with God and you want to be a Christian, you want to give your life to Jesus and have the power and the life of God living in you and through you. Would you just slip your hand to me right now? Pastor, pray for me. I need Jesus. I, I, need, I need a relationship with God. I know I don't have a real relationship with God. I need that today in my life. Hold it up high so I can pray for you. Anybody at all in here? I need a fresh start with God through Jesus Christ today. Awesome. Awesome. Come on, I'm going to pray real quick. If you put your hand up right there, come on, I'm going to pray with you. If you didn't but need to, pray this prayer with me real quick. Just, just simply pray your prayer. Repeat my words, whatever you need to do. Father, thank you for sending your son, Jesus. Jesus, I believe that you're a God. I believe that you died on a cross for me. I believe that you lived a sinless life. You took all my sin and all my shame and all my guilt and you nailed it to that tree and you rose from the dead on the third day to give me a brand new heart and a relationship with God. I surrender my life to you today and I will serve you the rest of my life in Jesus' mighty name. Come on, give God praise this morning. If you believe, he still saves and he's still alive. I hope that helps some of you today. If, 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 if you're online and you need prayer for anything or you made a fresh start, let us know online and we'd love to get you a resource.